In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Amen. Our scripture for, for today is taken from Luke's Gospel, the first chapter and the 37th verse. And uh, it's taken from the Amplified Classic, and that says, For with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. With God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. We want us to just spend a few minutes and just meditate on that word. The power of the word of God is released through meditation. God's instruction to Joshua in Joshua 1 verse 8 was that he must meditate on the word of God day and night. And so we just want to spend a few minutes and meditate on that scripture. And when you talk about meditation, uh, you're really talking about allowing the word of God to... Amen. I'm, I'm not getting... Okay, great. Now, these are, these are words that reflect what meditation is. And I want us to think about every word because it will help us as we meditate on the Word of God. So when we talk about meditation, we're talking about contemplation. Yeah? So we're contemplating the Scripture. Yeah? We're talking about thought. Uh, we're engaging our thoughts concerning that Scripture. We're talking about thinking about that Scripture. We're musing about the Scripture. We're, reflect we're reflecting oh, its reflection with regards to that Scripture. We're considering the Scripture's consideration we're praying that scripture. We're ruminating about that scripture. Um, we're studying that scripture. And we're deliberating concerning that scripture. Amen? And, and that's, that's those, those words help us understand what meditation is. And of course, for us as Christians, it's meditation on the word of God. Amen? You can meditate on all kinds of things. And, and a lot of the Feistan religions will you know, encourage you to empty your mind and, and, and all those things. But we don't empty our minds. We fill our minds with the Word of God. We think about it. We contemplate it. We study it. We, we, we ruminate about, about that Word of God. Amen? So the meditation is always on the Word of God. Biblical meditation is always on the Word of God. Of God, Amen. And the aim of meditation is to get the word of God into our hearts. That's the aim of meditation, to fill our hearts with the word of God. Because, of course, what we're trying to achieve is to be able to live out the word of God. If we get the word of God into our hearts, then we live by it and we live out of it. That's why the Bible encourages us uh, to guard our hearts with all diligence one translation says for everything flows for everything you do flows from it it's what's in your heart that affects your life uh, it determines one translation says the cause of life so it's getting that word of god into our hearts so that it becomes our default mode we respond by the word of god because the word of god is in our hearts now it is good to memorize scripture and we're encouraged to memorize scripture but meditation is more than memorizing scripture memorizing scripture uses your head uh, meditation goes into your heart yeah it goes into the very core of your being your subconscious if you want to use another term so yes we memorize scripture uh, on our way as part of the process 
But meditation does not stop at memorizing scripture. There are people who can quote scripture and they don't meditate on it. Satan quotes scripture and he doesn't live by it. It's not in his heart. It is in his head. When he encountered Jesus in Matthew, the fourth chapter, he was quoting scripture. Um, so quoting scripture alone is not meditation. Um, we have to allow it to get into our hearts. So the, the habit of quoting scripture and reciting scripture is a good thing. But if it stops at that, then it is just religion. Uh, and that doesn't help us. It is when we allow it to sink into our hearts. Because you see, the aim of meditation is to get us to live by the truth and the principle of scripture. I would rather you didn't quote scripture and you lived by scripture. Yeah, that would be better than quoting scripture and that's all you do. I would rather that you quote scripture, memorize scripture, but then you allow the principle, the truth of scripture to sink into your heart and it determines how you live. Amen? Praise God. And so there are, there are simple practices that help meditation. You know, of course, writing the scripture down over and over again, but then it is not just to remember the scripture, it is to allow the Holy Spirit to unveil the scripture. You can't meditate as a Christian without the help of the Holy Spirit because he unveils the scripture. He, he strips layer after layer of the scripture and then eventually the scripture goes into your heart by the time you've meditated on it over and over and over again and it becomes your default mode. You respond from the scripture without even knowing you're not thinking about it but because it has is embedded in your heart you're responding from the scripture amen does this make some sense yes yes just a quick crash course crash course okay so our scripture for today for with god nothing is ever impossible and no word from god shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment so let me just use this in a practical way quick crash course on meditating on this scripture so if i was going to meditate on this scripture of course i would read it over and over and over again i would read it i would mutter it under my breath i would you know try and recite it um, if i could i would write it down all i'm trying to do is engage my my mind and and, and try and get the scripture at least first into my head but i want the scripture to move to my heart of course, I would have asked the Spirit of God to help me uh, unveil this scripture, reveal this scripture to me. Let it become my default mode. Let it sink into my being. Let me believe it, hold on to it. Let it loom large. Let it come alive. It's the Spirit of God that breathes upon scripture and causes the scripture to come alive. And that's what I want. I want the scripture to come alive in me so that it shifts my thinking. It changes the way I look at things. Amen? So if I started meditating on that scripture, I would, of course, the first thing I would think about, meditate about, ruminate um, about, would be that phrase, with God. Amen? That it is all about God. I would spend time thinking about what that meant, with God. You know, uh, I, would, I, would, I would think about God's awesomeness, God's majesty, God's power you know i would just spend time just reflecting on that scripture on the on those two words with god amen that it is all about god he is the one who does it you know and just allow the spirit of god to implant that in your heart with god it's all about god if if i had time i would go to other scriptures that tell me about God. I would look at um, Job 12, verses 79, amongst other scriptures that you find. And you know, the beauty about technology now is that you would have had to have a massive library to be able to do this. But how many know with Google, you do it in the click of, at the click of a, bot, of a button? You know, scripture after scripture about God. Allow the, the, the awesomeness, the majesty of God to fill your heart. It is with God. It is all about God. What we are going to go into next can only happen because of God. 
And he's not any other God. He is the creator of the ends of the earth. He is the, he is the Alpha and Omega. He is God Almighty. Amen? I could go on and on, but, but let, let, let's, let's just move on because I want us to do this practically. So I would, I would first think about with God, and then I would go on to the next, the next um, verse. That with this God, which I have contemplated, thought about, I've, I've, I've actually thought about him in my life. I've thought about the things he's done in times past. I've thought about the things I've heard him do in other people's lives. I've most importantly thought about what the word of God tells me about him. So with this God, nothing is ever impossible or, to put it in another way, everything is impossible. And I would think about that. What exactly does that mean? It means that there is no circumstance that is too large for God. There is nothing that God cannot change. There is nothing that he cannot reverse. There is nothing that we can think about that is too complicated for God to deal with. And then I would apply it to my life, the many things I'm believing God for, and where the enemy has kind of tried to get my thinking to go in the direction of the challenges and the difficulty of this happening. But then the scripture tells me that with this God, nothing is impossible. He can do everything. Whatever he wants to do, he does. I would ruminate on that. What exactly does that mean? Nothing is impossible. It means that there is nothing that is outside the, the, the realm of his ability or capability to do. It means that he can do anything. Whatever you are thinking about now that is a mountain, God can move it. And I would think about that and allow that to sink into my being. I would apply it to my own life. Maybe things that I'm waiting on God for. That with God, nothing is impossible. And then I would go on to think about the next, the next phrase. That no word from God. And I understand here that with God, nothing is impossible because of his word. He has given me a promise. And so I would think about that truth that everything that God has written in his word concerning me, God can bring to pass. I would think about the particular ones that apply to me, maybe apply to my circumstances, that every word God has written, God can bring to pass. And you know, if you had time, you could sit there and just look through other scriptures that talk about the word of God. Matthew 19 verse 26. Scriptures that encourage you to embrace the word of God. Because for, for with God, nothing is impossible because he has given us a promise concerning it. I would think about how his word is his promise. And how he doesn't break his promises. How his word, he's bound himself by his word. I would think about how the Bible declares that he just simply is incapable of telling a lie. He just can't tell a lie. If he has made a promise, then I have something to stand on. Because he can change the circumstance because of the word that he has given concerning it. Amen? And then I would think, I would think of, the next thing I would think about is how he says his word shall be, no word of his shall be without power. And then I would think about what exactly does that mean? What does it mean when we say God has power? I would think about how there is nothing that was created that wasn't created by him and through him and for him. So what does power mean? I would think about how it means unlimited authority, that there is nothing on earth that can withstand him. I would remember the psalmist in Psalm 62 verse 11 who says that once was it spoken, twice he heard that power belongs to, to God. I would then look at all the things that are standing against that truth and I would allow the Spirit of God to embed in my heart that none of those things can withstand the power of God. If God has purposed it, it has to line up with God. Is this making some sense? Is this making some sense? Yeah. And then if you had time, you know, and, and, and you, know, you can meditate for, for, for as long as you like uh, and continuously, 
I would, I would just stay there with the power of God and just look at examples that I can find about God's power and how God displays his power, how the psalmist describes the awesomeness of his power displayed in the stars and the sky and the firmament. And I would just allow that to just, just basically, I would chew on that. That's really another example of meditation. And then for this scripture, I will end with, that no word of God is impossible to fulfill. And that should bring a smile to my face because I'm thinking of all the words of God that he has spoken to me. And I'm thinking of all the words of the word of God that I read in his Bible. And none of them is impossible to fulfill. You know, for me, when I meditate on, when I meditate on this scripture, I would dwell on one or two things that are particular to me. And I'm, I'm at a place where this is looming large. It's a mountain. And I know that if God has said it, it is, not, it is absolutely impossible for it not to happen. You know, there's no word of God that is impossible to fulfill. As, as, as difficult as it might seem, uh, a 90-year-old woman has a child. That's the extent of the word of God. God gave a word to her and she obeyed her body obeyed the word of god and a body that was past childbearing by the word of god because god had spoken a word to her husband her body lined up with the word of god and she gave birth to a child there is nothing that is impossible with god can someone say amen amen and so I want you to think about that scripture for a few minutes. Just practice. Let's practice for a few minutes. Now, don't think abstract. Read the scripture. Read the scripture over and over again. Can we put the scripture on the screen? Because I use the Amplified Classic. So you, you might not have the Amplified Classic, but I used it because it joins both things together. Can we have that on the screen? Yeah. yeah. Luke one thirty-seven in the Amplified Classic. Okay. I guess you don't have the Amplified Classic. Okay, yeah, that's good. Very good. Very good. Okay, can we read that? Then, then start to meditate on it. First start by, by beginning to mutter it in, under your breath. That's what the Jews did of old. They just muttered it under their breath until it became a part of their... They, it, it got into their minds, their, their heads. And then I want you to just practice exactly what I just shared with you. Yeah, just practice it. We'll do this every single day. I won't have to do this preamble when we do it. Go on, so... Go and meditate on that scripture. First, read the scripture, read the scripture, read the scripture, read the scripture. If you want to write the scripture down, if you want to. And, and I'm just asking the Spirit of God to expand it in your mind. So that when you start to pray, you're praying from a place of tremendous faith. That that mountain has to move. Amen? So go and think about it, think about it. You know, let, it let it roll around in your mind. Ruminate on it. You know, consider it. Consider that scripture. What, what, what exactly does it mean? Ask the Holy Spirit to expand it in your mind. To expand it in your mind. Expand it in your mind. For with God, only with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Go on. Think, think it a bit. Does that mean everything? He can do anything.
Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How many were blessed by that? How many? Amen. Okay. I, 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 that was what, five minutes, three minutes. But think about it. If you sat down for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and that's what you did, you would just get up from there and the scripture would have seized your heart. If you do that day and night, day after day, after a while, your default mode by which you respond to life, by which you live out life, is from the scriptures. Amen? Was that, did that bless you? Amen. Okay. All right, turn with me in your Bibles to uh, 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15. This is foundation scripture for prayer. Yeah, we're preparing for 21 days of prayer. So let's, let's, let's get this right. Um, or if you, if you prefer, First John 5, verses 14 and 15. Yeah? Okay? Let's read together. It doesn't matter what version. Um, they've got the amplified version on the screen. We can read that. So let's, let's read this. One, two, go. Let's read. And this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and hears us. You see, either the Bible is the truth or it is not. If we accept it as the truth, then we must accept what it says here. And what does it say here? You see, this is what gives us boldness as we come to, pray, to the place of prayer and assurance. It says that we come to that place of prayer. As you start praying, we are in a place where we are sure. We have a confidence. We know for certain. It is a settled matter that once you start praying now, as long as it is in accordance with his will. And that is the key. So he won't hear any, every and any prayer. But once it is in accordance with his will, then we are certain that he has heard us, that he listens to us. 
So prayer meetings are not an exercise in religion. No, we are there because we know that God listens to us. God hears us. We have an assurance. As you lift, as you open up your mouth, so you begin to pray, you bring your request, please settle it in your mind that it's not trial and error. We are not hoping he hears. The word of God gives us an iron cast guarantee that as long as it is in accordance with God's will, then God has heard us. How many are excited about that truth? Amen. So whatever we are going to bring to God in prayer, we come from a place where we are, it's settled in our minds. We are assured that God has heard us. Amen. That God is listening and God hears us. Now, it gets better, verse 15. And if, since we positively know that he listens to us, it's a settled matter that he listens to us. No one is lifting a prayer here that is in accordance with God's will. And how do we know it's in accordance? How can we settle that it's in accordance with God's, God's will? When we can anchor it on a promise. Once we can anchor it, that's why the encouragement is to pray the word of God. Always pray the word of God. Amen? That way, you're not bringing your own words to God, but you're bringing his own promise. It binds him because he is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Amen? So it says, if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us as our present possessions the requests made of him. You know, the intercessors that move God's hands, when they get up from the place of prayer, they know that what they have prayed for, they have from God. Now, does it mean that they don't pray it again? No, because you keep praying it but not from a position of will he answer. The reason you're praying, you keep, you keep bringing that thing back to God is really for warfare. It's really to press in, really to lay hold. You know, it is like if I, if I put, if I put some, some money, yeah, on, on a table here, and I came upstairs and said to you, you know what, the, the money you asked me for, is on the table downstairs in the worship center. You can go and take it. How many know I've given you the money? Yeah? It's yours. Now, you can sit up there and say, PAI has given me the money. Thank God I have the money. How many know that the money is not in your hands? Yeah? I mean, I've given it to you. I've gone home. I'm, I'm sleeping. The money is waiting for you. But it is as you get up and take steps to go to get that money. All this time in my mind, I've given you the money. But it is your responsibility to walk from upstairs, downstairs, walk in here and take the money. Does this make some sense? Yeah, that's how it works. So from the moment I said to you, I've given you the money, the money is yours. So from the moment we pray, we know God listens. If we can anchor it on his will, we know that God hasn't just listened, but because it is his will, God has granted that desire, that the, it is really ours. The prayer is to, in a sense, bring down from where it is in heaven what he has given to us. So the angel said to Daniel, from the first day you set yourself to pray, heaven had answered. It was a done deal. But on the way, there were a few obstacles that had to be dealt with. And if Daniel had not continued praying, then he would not, that prayer that had been answered would have been hanging in abeyance because Daniel didn't continue praying. Do you understand this basic foundation of prayer? Do you understand that? Amen. Praise God. Mark 11, verse 23. Mark 11, verse 23. Mark 11, verse 23. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, let's read together. Truly, I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, 
it will be done for him. Amazing scripture. Yeah? Now, if you tie that with, to Luke 1, 37, with God, nothing shall be impossible. How many know that we have in our hands, in our mouths, in a literal sense, the ability to move mountains? Yeah? As long as it is God's will that that mountain should move, we have the ability to move mountains. Amen? So, I just want us to move a few mountains in the time that we have. Today I did a lot of talking because I wanted to lay some foundations. But in the time that we have, can we move a few? Do, is there anybody here who has a mountain that there? Let's see your hands. There's something that is in front of great stuff. Now, we are going to just, on the back of Scripture, if you believe the Scripture, that with God, nothing shall ever be impossible. That there is no word from God, no word from God that is devoid of the power to bring it to pass and impossible of fulfillment. If you believe that scripture, that you can move mountains if you have no doubt. And if you understand 1 John 5 verses 14 and 15, that as you start to pray now, God is hearing and listening. And that he's not just hearing and listening. The assurance of scripture is that the petition you bring, you have. It should bring a whole new zest to your prayer. And, and we can move mountains here tonight. In, in 15 minutes, we can move some serious mountains and have testimonies on day one. Yeah? I've already had some mind-blowing testimonies on day one. I've had mind-blowing testimonies about miraculous healings on day one. And we haven't even started. There's going to be an abundance of testimonies. Amen. And so I want you to pick one mountain that you know by God, God's will. It, it's God's will that that mountain should not be there. Please, no speculation. I'm not sure about speculation. No speculation. One mountain. One mountain. Yeah. I don't know what that mountain is. And then we want to come against it. Now, if you can find the scripture for it, do so. If you can't, it's okay. You know, that's the beauty of praying in the Spirit. We pray a lot in the Spirit in this period. So, one mountain. I want you to just come against that mountain. And, you know, have, you have the power in your mouth to authorize that mountain to move. I want you to do so. Go on. Go on. Let's begin to pray. Let's lift our voices. And just, just deal with that one mountain. It must move. That must be your testimony at the end of 21 days. That is your testimony. That the impossible has become possible. That's your testimony. I, I, I want you to just believe God that right now he's listening to you. He's hearing you. He desires you to bring that prayer because it is him that gave us a word that with him nothing shall be impossible. So I want you to lift your voice. And you know the beauty about this, you pray in your understanding, but you pray in the spirit as well because you speak mysteries. It's a mystery how that mountain will move, but I know that mountain will move. Go and lift your voice. Let's begin to just declare that in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you standing on your word. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you will empower us, O oh God, to speak the word of God. We have no doubts in our minds, no doubts whatsoever, because we believe your word, that even as we pray, we are confident that you hear our prayers, and we are settled and assured that you answer our prayers, because it is anchored on your will. And so, Father, we address those mountains. We address those mountains in the name of Jesus. We command them to be removed, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Father, we come against that mountain in the name of Jesus. We come by the word of God, Heavenly Father. We command that mountain to be removed, O God. And Father, it is all for your glory, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, we come against that mountain in the name of Jesus, O God. We command it to move in the name of Jesus. We, we come by faith, O oh God. We trust you. Father, it will be exactly as you have proposed, O oh God. Father, it's an obstacle in the way of your son or your daughter. We command that mountain to move. Move in the name of Jesus. Oh God of mercy, Father, arise on behalf, O oh God, of your son or daughter. Arise, O oh God. 
With you, nothing shall be impossible, O God. Father, nothing shall be impossible, O God. Father, nothing is ever impossible, O God. It is impossible for your word not to come to pass, Father. It is impossible, O oh God. Makarianda broko korobo dorobo jina nange imaza garianda zobro dokura yeke keriende jine neke imo korobo jaka karianda O God of mercy, mercy, O karianda broko dosto Father Marianda broko robo steliende jina nangorobo jaka karianda jerele bosu kenderianda broko robo harimanda karianda keke imoto Juna nakakia korabazaka karia rabojeke Buraka karianda broko korobojo tulaye Borubazanda koriende keke keriende kia dorobo Jula lakia dorobo bobo korobo Mandorobo juka kandere bazaka kieto robo Borokorobo jenke kia dorobo Oh God of mercy sila libo zatare Mankorobo jokula yeke keriende Burakadanda dozosto torobo jenke keriende brokorobo Hariba dakade Oh God of mercy sindere bazakurianda kakorobo jokuraye Rehike koste alibazote keriende Mandorobo jukaka Makiemo korobo jokuraye Boruba janka kariete kekes dostilanina karianda Borobo korobo jokuraye Monkorobo jadushta areba adaka aye Mantorobo chocola yeke costo, rehike keriende brokora boste, O God of mercy, Sanina dorobo jaka, mantorobo chocola ye, brokora bajanka karianda, manikorobo chocola yeke keriende ke kurubo jaka karianda, nenene dorobo zokora yeke kurubo jaka karianda, keke keribazakura yeke keriende, O God of mercy, Father, arise, O God, Father, show yourself mighty, O God. Father, we are standing on nothing else but your word, O oh God. Father, show yourself mighty, O oh God. Father, it is impossible for you to tell a lie, O oh God. Have you not said it? Will you not do it, O oh God? Father, our eyes are on you, O oh God. Father, you can change that situation, O oh God. You are God and God alone. Father, arise on behalf of your son, O oh God. Father, turn it around, O oh God, and all the glory is yours, Heavenly Father. Father, we look to you, O oh God, from where our help comes. O oh God of mercy. O oh God of mercy. Oh God of mercy. Father, we come against that mountain. We come against it. We don't look at the size of the mountain. We look, oh God, at the size of our God. It's not impossible with you, O God. Father, it's not impossible with you, God. You can turn it around and take all the glory, Heavenly Father. Take all the glory, O God. The praise is yours, Marikedeshti. Father in heaven, O God, Maribojon Dorobojokuraye, Shinanakura Mundariada, Brokokorobo, 
Borubajano Korianda Brokura Bazangada Dede Zabrokura Yeke Keriende Munanda Brokoro Bojaka Karianda Jeke Keriende Brokoro Bojotulaye Manunda Korobojankura Yeke Keriende Jina Nakundo Brozeki Andorobo Barakada Zeke Keriende Brokoto Juna Nakura Yeke Keriende Sinanaka Manikando Robojotulaye Borusaka Yeke Keriende Brokonanaka Eremando Robobo Robojaka Kariara Bajeke Keriereba Sorana Brokuramanda Korianda Brokostorobo Reteke Keriende Brokuramanda Janina Kondo Robojokora Bajaka Karianda Jekeke Busata Yehe 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 Bozoto Tasa Sata Tata 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 Oh Bazo 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 Manka Yibo Shete Orubazanka Karianda Brokotorobo Mando Robojaka Kariende Keke Kurubojaka Karianda Mando Robobo Korobojokora Yeke Keriende Buraka Karianda Keke Kurubojaka Karianda Mando Robozotula Yeke Keriende Keke Yemundarianda Uzorobozotrobobo Korobojaka Karianda Borazete Kiando Bazato Romontula Nika Deste Keriende Zubadaste Produta Dada Dede 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 Mancoriende Kurubojaka Reheste, reheste, aribazokura manda desto, bazonko robojakura yeke keke, iando sikada destura yeke keriende, marubanga gasto, brokotorobojokura yeke, mandeli brokorobojanka karianda keke kurubojondo robosita la la, oh God of mercy. Masse, 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 Kandariana, Borubajanka Kariana, Borobojo Kokorobojo Kurayeke, Ziranda Rabosha, Dariana, Krete Kekekekekeke, O God, Zaruda Doste, Derebazita Dorozes, Dekiremozaka Kariana Boshe, Keke and Dorobojaka, Buraka Kariana Brokotorobo, O God of mercy, Father, hear our cry, O God, Father, let, let that mountain be removed, Father, we speak to it ourselves. Now I want you to begin to address that mountain, address it, address it yourself, address it, address it, address it in the name of Jesus and command it to move in the name of Jesus. We command that mountain to move in the name of Jesus. You simply have to obey in the name of Jesus. We command that mountain to move in the name of Jesus. You must move in the name of Jesus. We command you in the name of Jesus. Sorobozaka Karianda, Keke Korobojokura Yeke Keriende, Keke Keriende, Brokonanaka, Mandorobojokura Yeke Keriende, Jinanakundorobojaka Karianda, Brokoto, Borobojokura Yeke Keriende, Keke Naraba, Jenemondorobozaka Karianda, Brokotorobo, Zeberbebeki and Dorobojaka Karianda, Mandorobojokura Yeke Keriende, Kurubojaka, Rebazaki Yamondorobojokura Yeke Keriende, Jinanamondorobojok. Kurayeke kurubu zibrababa zankarianda brokoko borubajande rebasanturianda karianda jerede bojo kurayeke keriete brokotorobo zinananunondo roboja karianda brokoto mando robojo kurayeke ke mando robojo kurayeke ke mando robojo kurayeke ke buraka karianda brokorobojanda zebre bebesikando roboja kaka reheke imosonturaba. Rimando brokorobojaka karianda, bazo kokorobojokura yekeke, mando robojaka karianda brokosto, borubajando korobojokura yekeke riende, buzanka brakira boshte keriete, zirododo zukariada, zebrebebe keriete brokosto robo, mando robobobo kurianda brokosto robo, juka kariada basheke keriedebo, mando robojuka karianda brokosto robo. Mando robo jokura yeke keriere bojaka Reba baba sin karianda brokotorobo Mando robo bobo korobo jaka karianda Jinanakurobo dorobo shete Obrazaki andorobo jaka karianda Jebro bobo sukaye agente Iamuzanka brozete Aribo korobo jaka Mando robo juka karianda brokotorobo Mando robo bobo korobo jaka karianda Borobo jokura yeke keriere bojaka kariarara. Zebre de kien turubu jaka kandere bojaka karianda. Mando robo jokura yeke keriere bojokura ye. Mando robo juka kande. Zebre zekie. Manduro bojokura yeke ke. Buraka kandere bojutarianda. 
Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. Lord, we, we just thank you for answered prayers, for testimonies that will abound. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You know, the, 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 the enemy wants us to be earthbound and not understand the spirit realm. But the spirit realm is the first place. Whatever we receive here has come from that realm. Amen. That realm is the primary place. Decisions made there affect things here. A conversation that took place in that realm was what caused all the mayhem for Job here. Now, Job didn't have the privilege that you and I have of being in that realm because that's where we are. We're with Christ Jesus above all these principalities and powers. Amen? And so you must learn to make, to make that realm, manipulate that realm to work on your behalf. Amen? And you know, there are many beings in that realm. There are many things that are happening. All kinds of beings that the natural eyes can't see operate in that realm. But as children of God, the advantage we have in that realm are that God gives weapons of warfare to us. We can command those weapons of warfare to be used on our behalf. Amen? And today, in the time that is left, I want us to activate the angels that are assigned to us. You know, the world today does not understand angels. They are very, very in existence. They are real. Not just in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, they are real. In Acts, the 12th chapter, after Herod had killed James, he saw that it pleased the religious hierarchy, so he went after Peter and arrested Peter and locked him in the innermost part of the jail and put so many soldiers to guard him. But the church was praying. Somebody say the church was praying. We serve a God who answers prayers. And as the church prayed, and you know, it's interesting that it's not like the church had tremendous faith. They prayed with what little faith they had. What, what, what faith they had. An angel was dispatched to go and free Peter. The reason is because Peter had an assignment that wasn't finished. You have an assignment that's not finished. Amen. And today I want you to activate these angels. These are fearsome spirits. And, and, and almost every other, for a few days, I'll teach you about the weapons that are used to fight in this spirit realm. This is the most basic, the angels. Amen. Hebrews 1 verse 14. Hebrews 1 verse 14. Are not the angels all ministering spirits, servants sent out in the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation? They are there for us. Most of us don't even know. We don't activate them. They are there for us. I like the way the Passion Translation puts it. God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go defending you from all harm. Amen? The psalmist says in Psalms 34 verse 7, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. How many fear God here? Then the Bible says the angels of God are encamped around you. Don't make them redundant. Send them. The Bible says they are, they are there, ministering spirits to be sent by us. We deploy them. Amen.
Second Kings, very quickly. Second Kings, the 19th chapter. Well, you know the story. There's no time because I want us to deploy some angels in like 10 minutes. Second Kings, this 19th chapter. You know the story. The king of Assyria, king of Syria, king of Assyria came against uh, Hezekiah, intimidated Hezekiah, bullied Hezekiah, and then Hezekiah took the matter to God. Verse 14. When he received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Please let someone be ready to spread something before God tonight. Yeah? You know, when you spread it before God, you're reporting the matter to God. Amen? He spread it before the Lord. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim, you are God, you alone. Of all the kingdoms of the earth, you have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to reproach the living God. You know, it was Sennacherib sending a letter physically. But you, I'm sure you know there are some circumstances we find ourselves against that I reproach to God. Yeah? It is not God's plan. So the battle is not your battle. It's not about you. Always learn to take it to God. That God, it is you. It is your name I carry. Amen? And it says... Truly, truly, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste, laid waste the nations and their lands, have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord, our God, I pray, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God, you alone. You know, when, we, when, we, when I was preparing for this fast, one of the things I said to God was that your testimony must give praise to him yeah so that's what it's about we're not taking the glory to ourselves we are giving praise to god what god is going to do in your life is going to cause people to want to know the god you serve because they will know that this is impossible under normal circumstances and it has to have been god can someone say amen verse 32 to 34 Therefore, thus says the Lord God, I would love to read the whole thing, and maybe when you get home, you can read the whole thing, because it's an interesting dialogue that takes place. Thus says the, the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into the city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor build a siege mound against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return. And he shall not come into this city, says the Lord, for I will defend the city to save it for my own sake, and for my servant David's sake. Your life is a city. Your family is a city. The community is a city. This church is a city. And the word of God is that the enemy shall not come into this city. That God shall defend it himself. But then how did God do it? That's the key thing. That's where I was going. Verse 35 to 37. And it came to pass on a certain night that the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of, As of the Assyrians 185,000. And when people arose early in the morning, there were the corpses all dead. 185,000 in one night, 12 hours. I don't know how many he was killing per second or per minute. So the, the deliverance came by the angel of the Lord. And I want you to deploy your angels. Just deploy them. You know, I, you know the spirit realm is an interesting place. I, I want us, by the time we finish this prayer, that if you could see the spirit realm, you just see activity as angels are going on assignments they have been sent. Amen? You see, the angels are God's enforcement agents. God has given a word, a promise, a judgment. Now we want to say to the angels, go and enforce that judgment. Enforce that promise. Can someone say that? You are assigned to me for my protection. I release you. I command you. I direct you. I instruct you by the Spirit of God to go and enforce that judgment. Not tomorrow, but tonight. Go and enforce that judgment. Go on, lift your voices. These are your angels. That's what they're deaf there for. Go on, just direct and instruct. It is scriptural. They are ministering spirits that minister to us. It is scriptural. Direct them. 
to go and enforce that judgment enforce that promise God has spoken it and I release all these angels the angels that that are with me uh, the angels that are assigned to me for my protection I release them these are weapons of warfare in the spirit realm I release them you know if you pray this prayer correctly things will happen by tomorrow I assure you I release all these angels I command you I send you on an assignment don't come back without a result I release you to that assignment all these angels that are sent and assigned to me assigned to me from birth I release you assigned to protect me protect me and enforce the judgment of God enforce the promise of God in the name of Jesus the authority that the Bible has given me I I release that authority and I release these angels go 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 and enforce the promise of God enforce the promise concerning my family enforce the promise I say give the enemy no rest until that promise we have seen a manifestation of it I release those angels I release those angels I release those angels I release you I release you in the name of Jesus I give you instructions to go 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 I give you instructions to go go and fulfill God's plan and purpose for my life go go against that conspiracy go go against those who have gathered against me go go against that multitude go 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 I release you in the name of Jesus I release you let the spirit realm be filled with angels going on an assignment as they are released by the children of God here I release you go in the name of Jesus go in the name of Jesus go in the name of Jesus to glorify God go for his name's sake go in the name of Jesus turn it around I release you turn it around I release you turn it around in the name of Jesus go in the name of Jesus go in the name of Jesus go in the name of Jesus I release you in the name of Jesus I release you to fulfill the assignment and the mandate of God concerning my life I release you I release you I release you in the name of Jesus I instruct you by the Word of God you are assigned to me as ministering spirits and by the Spirit and the Word of God I instruct you to go and bring it to pass go and bring it to pass in the name of Jesus go and bring it to pass in the name of Jesus oh father I thank you for this authority I thank you for the blessing of these angels I release them in the name of Jesus I release them in the name of Jesus I instruct them to go in the name of Jesus to bring to pass your plans and purposes everywhere that there's a gathering against me father I release an angelic force to cause confusion in that gathering everywhere that the enemy has refused to obey a judgment I release this enforcement agents of the heavens to bring it to pass I release this enforcement agents of the heavens to bring it to pass I release them in the name of Jesus these enforcement agents of the heavens these ministering spirits father you have assigned them to me for my protection Lord let them be released in the name of Jesus let them be released in the name of Jesus I release them in the name of Jesus father on an assignment for your son I release them oh God that your name might be glorified Heavenly Father I release them in the name of Jesus father in heaven oh God let these angels go and bring to pass your plans and purposes concerning me Heavenly Father oh God I release them in the name of Jesus 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 I release them let them go and bring to pass your plans and your purposes for me oh father I thank you oh father I bless you oh father I glorify your name thank you Heavenly Father thank you oh God I worship you I worship you I worship you thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. Matthew 18, verse, Matthew 16, verse 19. Matthew 16, verse 19. 
And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. Of course, we know that those keys come as a result of the revelation of Christ that we have. Amen. One translation, the Passion says, I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. Amen. What a tragedy where you have keys and you don't use them. What a tragedy. And that will not be our portion. Amen. The Amplifier says, I will give you the keys, the authority of the kingdom of heaven. You have authority of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth would have already been bound in heaven. Whatever you lose, permit, declare lawful on earth will have already been loosed in heaven. How do I know what is loosed in heaven and how do I know what is bound in heaven? The word of God tells me. Amen. So this sickness is bound in heaven. There's no, no, no provision for it in heaven. Amen. This depression is bound in heaven. There's none, no depression in heaven. It's illegal. It is an illegal occupant. Amen. So whatever it is, for a few minutes, pertaining to you, I want you to declare it unlawful and eject it. You know, you eject unlawful, illegal occupants. You eject them and you don't do it in a nice way. Be forceful and say it is illegal, unlawful, improper, and I bind you. Go on, let's just do that. And then at the end of that, your prayer, begin to lose whatever is loosed in heaven. Go on. Go on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Go on. Somebody must declare that thing unlawful. It, it has no right being there. It is unlawful. It is illegal. It is illegal. And a righteous indignation should arise in you because this is an illegality. This is a lie of Satan. Let the righteous indignation arise in you. It is illegal. I declare it illegal in the name of Jesus. I declare it improper in the name of Jesus. It is not God's plan. It cannot be God's plan. I refuse to accept it. It is not in God's word. It is not what heaven wants. I declare it illegal. I declare it illegal. I, in the name of Jesus, I declare it illegal. The spirits behind, I bind those spirits and bound they must stay in the name of Jesus. I bind those spirits and bound they must stay in the name of Jesus. I come against you. I rebuke you. I come against you. The Lord himself is against you. The word of God is against you. I bind you. I declare it illegal, improper in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It is illegal. I declare it an illegality. I am the legislature of God. I, I, I am put there by God to decree things and I declare it is illegal in the name of Jesus. There is no place for it in my life. No place in your life. I say it is illegal. I forbid it in the name of Jesus. 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 And Lord, I lose, oh God, I lose your joy. I lose your peace. I declare your peace in my life legal and proper in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare it in the name of Jesus. I declare that my life becomes an Eden, heaven on earth in the name of Jesus. Almighty and everlasting God, in the name of Jesus, oh God of mercy, use my life as an example, oh God. I declare it is an Eden in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. 
we give you all the praise all the glory thank you heavenly father in jesus name amen